Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Quarters and Barrett podcast, made possible by our friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Better your bet with Tab Touch and remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. My name's Chris Robinson, again, just keeping the chair warm for Glenn Quartermain. But the beating heart of today's podcast is alongside me, Adrian Barrett. How are you, Barra? Hey, Robbo. Great to speak to you, mate. A huge fan. Love your, love your work, mate. So you're <laughs> thank, killing it. And I, you, I read mate. the paper today, and there you are as well with uh, <laughs> a story about my friend Steve Malaxos. Oh, my goodness. Stabber. I have to ask you this off the top. <laughs> so for anybody who enjoys the front bar, Quality <laughs> 7 West, Channel 7 show, um, which was on last night, one of the all-time great <laughs> front bar stories. I think it's the loudest I've ever laughed watching the front bar. Steve Malaxos, of course, West Coast Eagles, inaugural club champion, uh, was captain in 1990, uh, telling a story that is well, well worth the three minutes of your time if you want to track it down about the game in 1989, which you were playing in Barra, mm. so we'll get your thoughts on this in a second, <laughs> where, and he's describing the story of how there was a lady sitting in the coach's box that day who had won a competition. Yeah, I think it was an auction an item. Auction. Yeah, she she an auction. Yeah, she bought an auction item. And, and she had the power to make one move at one point during the day, and her move was to pull Steve Malaxis from the field of play, even though he'd been one of your better players that day. Is that about the size of a barra? Is that a 100% true story? Yeah, absolutely. I actually can't believe this is what happens when you get old. All these stories that you know, they come up again and young people like yourself go, that's incredible. And I go, didn't you know that? I mean, because... Mate, the stuff that used to – I've got to write a book because all this stuff – there's about four – You should write a book. There's four angles on this Malaxos story. Stavis had the most – I mean, he's an absolute superstar player. Yeah. He's coaching the PSA now. He coaches Scotch College. Okay, so – and they've won the last three PSA. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. the prestigious, you know, elites football programs, yep. Hale, Scotch. Yeah, I was a Hale boy. Judge. I'm well oh, aware. Well, yes, yep. you probably played, didn't you? Uh, more seconds than first, but yes. Yeah, that's good. Well, he's won three in a row. So he's, it looks like he could win four in a row, which is kind of unprecedented in the modern era. Sure. He's super coach, super yep. coach, yep. great guy. He, you know, you know, he was actually captain of the West Coast Eagles. 1990, yes. Yeah, in 1990. And you know what happened in 1990? We played finals under Mick Malthouse. And so I was uh, having trouble with Mick at that time. <laughs> so I wasn't. So this is Mick's first year. <laughs> yeah. And, and you had a I bit had of glandular fever. There actually, I, gl- I had glandular fever. Okay. And so I was out and... Um, but, you know, I did have a personality clash with Moldhouse. I've I, I got to say that. You know, I, I contend I had one and he didn't and that was the problem with my <laughs> – but, but, but back, on this, back on the story. So what happened with Stabber? How is this right? And during the final series, he's captain, right, and he, he gets dropped for the final. So Moldhouse, to make an example, kill one bloke, save 20. You know that mm-hmm. theory, if you yep. kill the captain, everyone goes, whoa. I've got to pull my finger out. You know, I've got to do something here. He, he actually dropped Stavard during the finals. So we had to go upstairs 
uh, on selection night, Thursday night, we had to go upstairs to this corporate function because he was captain and I was sick and injured and emergency, whatever. So I went with him and I could speak a bit. And he, as we're going up the stairs at Subi, he goes, oh, mate, Barry, you won't believe it. I've been dropped. <laughs> I said, what? You're the bloody captain, mate. How can you be dropped? He goes, I oh, know. And nobody knows. And I've got to go to this corporate function and act like everything's sweet yeah. and we're going to win this weekend and how good's it going to be? And I'm going, mate. You're a better man than me. I'd be jumping in my car and yeah, driving yeah, home. Yeah. And so he went up there and spoke to the corporates and did all the righty. But he, he'd actually been shafted by uh, by Mick and didn't play again. But back to that story. That was the last game in 1989, Correct. Right? Victoria Park against Collingwood. Yeah, and we were going beautifully at halftime. And th- that story that you told is absolutely right. This woman had flown over with us, a lovely <laughs> supporter who'd bought this thing at an auction. And part of the deal was you come over the team, but you also get to make a move. In the box, which we all thought was like a stunt. Like we'd heard about it. Oh, the, the lady's going to make a move. Oh, that'll be cool. You know, move me to the forward pocket or we're saying, where yeah. would you like to play, you know? And I'm sort of talking to her and say, could you put me on the wing or something like, you know, this sort of so stuff. So you were talking to her beforehand? Yeah, because we'd heard about this okay. thing, you know, because we'd seen it being sold off and we're wondering how they're going to handle this, you know? So so what was Very her professional demographic? In those days. Was she a young lady, older lady? Oh, yeah, older lady. Age. See, because I was 25 or something back then, it's hard to understand exactly what age she okay, was. You know sure, what I mean? You look sure. back, in, I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. I didn't even know she was married or whatever. But anyway, she was over there and she was in the box and in the last, I think it was in the last quarter, wasn't it? She actually- That's just, what he said last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she decided yep. that Steve Malaxis <laughs> looked a bit tired and to take him from the ground. And the astonishing thing is that the message went down to the to the runner and the runner actually took Staver off based on that the woman wanted him to come off. And he told him as well, that was his other blue. The runner told him, mate, you've been dragged by the woman in the box. Oh, <laughs> my can, gosh. He was filthy. Absolutely. Mate, he, he can get filthy, the great man. He got absolutely filthy. That is a mate. I mean, that is unbelievable. Quite honestly, unbelievable. I know. See, in the modern era, this is why I've got to write this book. You know, when the Toddy gave us grappa at halftime, alcohol at halftime to fire us up? We this all this is a drinks. different game though, right? Yeah, this is a different game. Okay. So we actually drank alcohol <laughs> in the change rooms at halftime, this old grappa that Suma and I think Suma had brought from Spearwood. You know the grappa that had, have you yeah, heard the story? I have. I haven't heard the story, but we I know We a heap grappa. of skulls yeah. and that, so we went out half cut, you know, the second yeah. half playing footy. How'd, you, a, go, how'd you go? In the v- I can't remember, but it was, I think it was Yeah, I can't good. remember. <laughs> Funny that, yeah. But Stavis, mate, Stav, the stories are legion because when Front Bar ring up to do the research, you know, we all put in these stories. Sure. And I think McKenna towed him up on that one. Okay. I added a few as well. The one they didn't tell was the famous, have you heard the famous Brownlow story of 1987? No, I don't so, think so. So do you know who won in 1987? Is that the plugger here? Very good, plugger mate. Plugger and someone else? Yeah. You are good. Jeez, you're good. Platinum and Plugger. And Platinum, okay, 87, sure. yep. tied, right? And in, and because the AFL knows how it's going to go, on Brownlow night, they put the last game to be read out was St Kilda versus the West Coast Eagles. Sure. And we'd pump the West Coast Eagles by 88 points. You, you'd pump St Kilda? Uh, sorry, St Kilda. Who did I say? Yeah. We'd pump St Kilda yep. by 88 sure. points yep. in the final round. Yep. Plugger had kicked five. Okay. Bye-bye, okay? Okay. So silly chance to get one more vote. Sure. Win outright himself. So the whole... The ballroom is Southern Cross or whatever it was. We were all there. I was there. And we're thinking back to this game. I'm sitting with Stava. Stava has had 48 possessions in this game. 
and kicked was two. Was it that, that game? Wow. 48 possessions. That's still a West Coast record to this day. Yeah, 48 <laughs> and two. most in a game. Is that right? Is That's that still, right? Still, yeah, is that 100%. Yeah. Well, so he's, he's got the all-time Eagles record, as it turns out now. He's sitting there, and he goes, mate, I reckon I'll get three votes here. I go, oh, yeah, do you reckon? And he said, Plugger won't get a vote here. It'll be a tie. I go, oh, yeah. So we wait for the votes, and up comes the three votes, and it goes, three votes, West Coast Eagles, and then the whole place erupted because, you know, it meant that the Eagles had got the votes, so it was a tie. It's a tie, sure. Unprecedented. Yeah. Flattened ties with Plugger. Everyone's hugging, yeah. drinking, yeah. kissing, and no one actually heard the bloke's name get called out. <laughs> Guess whose name it was. Which was, I'm guessing, not Steve Malaxos. No, guess whose it was. I'm probably looking at him, aren't I? Adrian Barrich. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. I was in the ballroom. I did not know. We're just going, yeah, this is fantastic. Pluggers tied, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, full forwards never win Brownlows. Sure. About a month later, I'll go back to look at the stats and, and look at what happened. And I go, jeez, I got the three votes. I ring up Stab. I go, hey, Stab. I guess he got the three votes. We just thought it was going to be Stabber, right? He goes, you're kidding. I've had 48 and kicked two. You've kicked four goals and I'm bugger all that blonde hair and you've got three votes. <laughs> he was filthy. He made his, he's very stiff, mate. Very That's stiff. And guess who mate, got- mate, you, sorry, I'm just looking at your stat line from that day. You had 25 to go with your four goals. So it's a pretty handy yeah, stat 48. line for your good self. You've just told me the great, it was the record, Eagles, it's still, best it's ever. It's still the record to this day. Oh, and guess who got two votes? I don't know if you can look it up. Guess uh, who got two votes? Hold on one second. You'll laugh. Two votes is Ross Glendinning. And guess who got one vote? One vote is Greg Burns. Yeah, he's thirty-seven and a goal. That's also a yeah. Guess who line. Greg Burns is playing on? Hey, Steve Malaxis. He's Davis going, and the bloke I played on got a vote. I had forty-eight and two <laughs> all time. You know, at that stage, no one gets forty-eight. Greg Williams and all that. No one is getting forty-eight. Mate, so no, no, no Eagle has had more than forty-five in a game since then. I need it's, to, it's a record by three. I hope I painted that picture. And that other game, the other thing about that eighty-nine game, and you can ask Trevor Nisbet about this. You can ask Michael Brennan. That final game in nineteen eighty-nine. I'm a bit low to talk about this, but this and this hasn't really been spoken about much. But in round fifteen that year was the Windy Hill Massacre. Sure. Right when we lost. By 142 points. Hit one goal for the game. It was the all-time record until this year. Yes. Until <laughs> two and a half handed, weeks ago, yep. Pretty happy to hand it over. <laughs> we kicked one goal. Uh, Louis kicked the goal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kicked it behind, whatever. And we got thrashed. And after that, we came home, we did 100 hundreds. So we got flogged when we got back to Perth. 100 hundreds takes about an hour and a half. 100, 100 metre sprints after a game. And we had to play that weekend, right? So we just got thrashed at Perth Oval. <laughs> we end up beating Sydney. So then we got on this huge run because we got our, our bum kit. We, we beat Sydney, Footscray, Richmond, Geelong, Carlton. And we only lost one game on the way back to the, to the, towards the finals, right? And we just missed out on the finals. We're playing Collingwood and halftime, this is no bull dust. And please don't make this into a supplementary story, okay? I won't. But, but this is the same game as the same Stabber game. was talking about last Stabber night. Stabber got yep. dragged. Half-time, yep. by, by a lady who'd been <laughs> won the auction. <laughs> so very professional outfit. Amazing. Amazing story. <laughs> but at half-time, we're in the rooms. This is no bull without it. You check with all the big guns and even Niz, because Niz, Niz had just come on okay. as GM of footy. So Trevor, that was Niz, Trevor Nisbet's first, first year. year. He was the yep. king of Subi. Had guided them through a lot of premierships and whatever. And now he, and so you see his face popping into the change rooms a bit. He's there, you know, all the rest of it. So he witnessed it. And at halftime, we're up and we all looked at each other and we thought, 
if we win today, uh, we're at Victoria Park, right? So un- unheard of beating them at Victoria Park. Sure. If we win today, the likelihood is that John Todd will get reappointed and everyone just went around and go, nah, we ain't winning. <laughs> That's ex- have a look at the score. That's exactly what happened, mate, in the second half. Was the lady part of that plan as well? No, no, like, oh, was, best play? She, Get off, mate. She was supplementary to that. Goodness Mate, gracious. a lot of weird things happen at Victoria Park. You know, one day we – because they used to – before Anzac Day was massive. In the old days – you wouldn't understand this, you and Michaela, but in the old days, Anzac Day wasn't big. Like – when the vets came back initially, not very popular. Mm-hmm. Anzac Day was not a big thing. It didn't become big till, you know, probably maybe late 80s or 90s, something like that. Sure. So when we first started, there was no Anzac Day game as well. So you just play your normal games. There was no special occasions, whatever, but you would recognise Anzac Day. And at Collingwood, where we used to play at Victoria Park, because they hated us and they tried to put us off our game, they played the last post – as we were running down the race. So, and here comes the West Coast Eagles. Oh, mate. And everyone, all the crowd hate you. Look at these so, arrogant so West Australians. So, yeah, exactly. Trying to smash us. <laughs> like, and then someone threw a full can at one of our blokes. You, yeah. know, you know, the cans in those days were so strong, so solid. Nearly knocked one of our blokes out. It was unbelievable. Stuff that went on. I, I, got a, I should write a book. You right. should. You should. I would absolutely anyway, read that book. Stavit, what a legend. Amazing story. As I said, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, please do so. Okay, should we get into uh, some of this weekend's games now that the fun of the uh, of the old days is over? I'm sure we'll still have a bit more fun from the, the old days. Of I do, do enjoy hearing people like the, the old day stuff? Or? Definitely. That's why the front bar is so good because you you're either hearing stories that you know and love or you're hearing stories that you've never heard of and going, that is unbelievable. Oh, well. If you don't like it, what's so our email good. address? If you don't like it, Get email address. No. If you don't like it, <laughs> email address. It is quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. We love your feedback and please demand more stories from Barra and from Quarters for that matter because you two are oh, he's two very of the good. great storytellers. He's a raconteur. The Not great only man. of his office, but of the entire planet. Um, let's get through them, mate, because there's a game that's starting. Uh, we're recording this uh, just after lunch on Thursday. There's a game starting in a few hours' time, which is Sydney the Dogs 2016 grand final rematch. Um, and Shapes is a good one. It's pretty. This is a pretty coin flip kind of game. No. Sydney starting to go a bit, finding things a little bit more difficult. The Dogs are going better, but then they have to travel. They lose Bailey Smith. Um, this is probably the last, depending on how the round 24 fixture comes out, this is probably the last standalone primetime fixture of Buddy Franklin's career, mm. um, which is worth watching for that alone. How do you see this one shaping up? You- Here's a question for you. Yes. Why will Fremantle people be tuning in and why are they all laughing about this game? Because Rory Lobb <laughs> has been axed <laughs> just 15 games after finally getting his wish to get out of Freo. Big story. I feel like it kind of went under the radar a little bit yesterday. Lo- the Dockers people at training yesterday, oh, we heard Lobb might get dro- dropped. <laughs> Three goals in six matches. How's the coaching at the Bullies going for you? Because remember when he left, he did that show, Show Me the Money? Yes. Two. And he said on Made there, some comments. He yep. said on there that you know, they weren't coaching him the right way or mm-hmm. something. So, geez, they were loving it. Uh, the fact that he'd been dropped. But Luke Darcy's boy comes in and he's, Sam, ob- yep. he's obviously going to be the man now. I mean, that, that's why no one could understand why Bevo decided to get Rory Lobb. Between Darcy, Jamara and Norton, it's a, yeah, it's a stacked forward line without Lobb. It is. Who needs yeah. him? Yep. 
And and they won the premiership with a small team, remember? That mm-hmm. was their thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So maybe doesn't understand you don't need that many big guys. <laughs> uh, Marty comes in. I like, great to see Corey Warner playing as well. Yeah. Chad's younger yep. brother. Yeah. From Perth. Fantastic kid. Good WA get. On the flip side, Chad's still not there. And Angus Sheldrick, who'd had a really good few weeks, is out for this one, which is a real shame. Because he'd, he'd given hurt, them something yep. in the guts. Yeah, yeah, he hurt uh, something late last Tom week. Tom Hickey, so. the Ruckman, gets dropped. Um, Lloyd is injured as well, which is a big – Jake Lloyd's a big one out. Concussed yep. last week. So it's a real toss of the coin. Bailey Smith, what's going on there? He's obviously struggling uh, with his mental health, I guess, and copped a lot of pressure. He's one of the most high-profile AFL players mm-hmm. now, isn't it? That's really hard for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone turning on him and saying, why aren't you playing well, mate? What's wrong with you? Why can't you get a kick? So they've left him out. It's almost like they rested him, eh? I think officially, yeah. Yeah. They're, saying, so, they're the, saying he's unwell. What the story is there. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, the fact that they've been able to still put some good footy together without him, I mean, they, they probably should have beaten Collingwood last Friday night. They got mm. the jump on them and then it all sort of went to water. But um, they were in a really good position. So what do you price. reckon? We've got to go the, the home team? As, I don't mind the dogs as underdogs here. I know it's always tough betting against Sydney at the SCG. Um, it's a real flip of the coin. What's quarters? Has quarters put his tips in yet? Because he's four ahead now. So mm. he's, he's leading the seven West tips. He's having a particularly good year. And then there's Basil, who doesn't, he just takes Basil the favourites. Basil takes the favourites every week. Yeah, so that's. Which is a good lesson to everyone who's beneath Basil, including myself. Um, the great Rick Arden is in, he's in Europe at the moment. So he's taking the favourites because, uh, you know, the time differences and stuff. So then there's me and then Daniels, Ryan Daniels. Uh, That's yeah, a very good seven. I'm, I I'm usually am. I've been top two the past three years. This year, I am not even top yeah, fifteen. Been, I think. What's happened, mate? Just nah, dropped fallen off. I just haven't nailed the fifty. Haven't had the time, mate. Eh? Haven't nailed yeah. it. But I'm taking the dogs here. Right. Are you taking Sydney? I'll take Sydney. Okay, no worries. Uh, Melbourne Brisbane is another good coin flip game, which is uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, at the G. So it's actually the fifth time since round fifteen last year that these two clubs have met. If you want to get that really ahead, which is a lot. So that includes one final last year, the semi-final. The fifth time in, if you look at it from Melbourne's point of view, the fifth time in their past 27 games that they've played Brisbane. So there's certainly a familiarity there between these two teams. Um, Still no Clary for Melbourne, obviously. No Josh Dunkley for Brisbane. Brody Grundy dropped. Brody Grundy apparently is going to be whatever you want to call it, dropped, rested, managed, however they'll spin it when the teams come out. But apparently he is not playing. So they're going to roll the dice, eh? They're going to just go in with Maxi, And, and maybe Jacob Van Royen coming back to it, sort of the give forward that line. second chop in the so what do you reckon? So what do you reckon's happened there? It's not working, the, uh, the dream team. Well, officially resting, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not working, I think. Yeah, it's, it's pretty plain to say that they need to, to give a different look and see if it works. So it'd be interesting to see if it works. Does that mean that the uh, Dockers should be a bit concerned about their Twin Tower scenario or was Jackson so special that he's, he's better than Grundy, isn't he, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think so now and certainly trending in opposite directions. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a really interesting watch for Rucks right now because Surely, say, he getting dropped, Lobb getting dropped, um, Darcy's domination last week for Frio but then it not leading to any advantage at the clearances. There's a bit of a watch on rucks at the moment. So I reckon Brisbane, you almost have to tip. I know they're a bit flat track bullies and they haven't been great at the MCG. The MCG record. What have you got in terms of concern. teams that the week after they pumped the Eagles? Yes. Got anything on that? Yes, I raised that on the uh, Hardball Gets pod yesterday. What happens? 
Uh, so teams that beat the Eagles by 60 plus, it's happened seven times this year. Hang on, it's a figure, is it? By 60 plus, yeah. So 10 <laughs> goals, so the real kind of training drill kind of games. It's happened seven times this year. Yeah. And teams have won just once the week after beating the Eagles by 60 plus. Mm. One win, one draw, five losses. So it's a bit of a watch on Brisbane for this week. Obviously beat West Coast by 81 last week. Jeez, I'm going Combined Melbourne. with the MCG record, I'm just probably going, because, steers you more towards Melbourne. Yeah, because of you, because of your stat, I'm going Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Because it? of my tipping form, I'll go against my advice and take Brisbane. <laughs> um, Collingwood and Frio meet in the early game at the MCG on Saturday. Now, here's a strange but true fact for you, Barra, before we get into the ins and outs of this game. Oh, here we go. I love this. There's one interstate club that have beaten the Pies in Melbourne in the past two seasons. So this year West and Coast last Eagles. year. West Coast early last year. They're the only team that's come in from interstate and beaten Collingwood anywhere in Melbourne in the past two seasons. I was telling, Can you believe that? I know. I can't believe it. And I, I was telling the Dockers boys that, um, exactly that, saying, mate, the Eagles beat if them. the Eagles there. can do it, <laughs> you guys can do it. And, and they're, all, they're, they're at longer odds. Eight bucks. Yeah. How can the Dockers be at eight bucks? It's a lot. And I mean, the Eagles only six seventy five. Yes, I think West Coast kicked like fourteen three or something that day, so they certainly made the most of their chances. But um, Mate, nevertheless, Frio with a massive string of outs. So Michael Frederick joining to that list this morning. Justin Longmuir mm-hmm. confirming that he was out to go with Brennan Cox, Caleb Sarong, uh, Hayden Young, and then also Carl Warner, who was a debutant from last week. So. Take Warner out of there. Those four guys, or certainly between Cox, Sarong, and Young, that's three of Freo's most, what, 10 most important oh, guys? Yeah. That's a big critical and mass. And Freddie was close to getting dropped anyway. I thought yeah, they needed yep. to bring back Banfield or Sturt. And as it turns out, uh, our spies at the airport tell us that uh, Hamling did travel, and he's yes. been confirmed, hasn't he? He's yep. playing, actually. Yep. So Just his third game. Just his third game in the Longmuir era, his third game in the past four seasons. So hasn't played since round two last year, is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Round two. He was a premiership player of the Bulldogs, hasn't played since round two. Yep. I mean, he's had injuries, but holy crap. Yep. O'Driscoll's gone, my man. Drizzy, yep. Nathan O'Driscoll, yep. unofficial mayor of Northam. Great demons, man. Looks like he probably comes in. Mm-hmm. And then it's either Sturt. They got Wagner. They like Wagner. Wag- oh, I was at training. Sounds like he comes in, yeah. Yeah, he was working in the back line. He in the, in the, the back sort line. of best, yeah. best 18, yep. And Sturt and Banfield travelled as well. So Sturt made a great recovery from it. He looked like he hurt his shoulder at training yesterday. So Ban- – but I would – where what's going on with Bailey Banfield? They, why don't they just leave him in there and just try to turn him into Gunston or something? I mean, he's not Gunston, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, give the bloke a chance. The other yeah. blokes aren't kicking goals. Make him the third banana up there and see if he can do the job. I, I, I like him. Do you like him? I like him in the sense that you know exactly what you're, what get. you're getting. Yeah. 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 You, you always know what you're getting from Banfield. So maybe they've wanted to have a, a bit of a different look at some other guys, but um, they've gone back to him. You want the bad is, news uh, now? Yeah, tell me. So it looks like Collingwood's going to bring back Sidebottom. Yes. Maynard. And McStay. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bloke in the forward line. Yes. So they'll just uh, – the other bloke's still out, isn't he? Uh, yeah, their other big forward. Um, it sounds like Darcy Cameron might be out as yeah. well. From he pushes the forward. the training sort of whispers this morning. Yeah. Um, so Mason Cox might have to do some heavy lifting in the ruck, but it's very, very difficult, even though we love our Freo fans on this podcast, it's very difficult to see that upset happening. Do you agree? Yeah, based on – what we're looking at, but based on what the Eagles did, my check is the one that's not playing. So that's huge for Fremantle. Yep. Can McStay come straight in and, and do the job? And if if the Ruckman's out, 
Um, what happens there? Does he they push Cox? Cox normally pushes forward mm. based on that as well. You look at the midfield clashes though, I tell you what, it's unbelievable. So Cox Cameron it was, so it'll be now Cox. Dugowie, Nick Dacos, Pendlebury, Tommy Mitchell, Lazy Brownlow medalist, Taylor Adams, and Crisp. It's a, it's a up, nice group, isn't it? Up against it is Bra- a nice group. Brayshaw, O'Meara, Johnson, Erasmus. I'll have to probably chuck Switzkowski in there. Bit of Aish. Or, or Aish. Yep. And maybe maybe the wing of the big fellow O'Driscoll. Yeah. But how's that? I mean, imagine you, you line up there. And, okay, who have you got? You've got Dugowie or you want Dacos, you want Pendlebury, mm. or do you want Mitchell, you want Adams or Crisp? And will Brayshaw go and try to tag Dacos? He, Sam Walsh just blew him up. Sam Walsh, they reckon Sam Walsh ran over two kilometres at full pace. Like unheard of running patterns last week at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Two Ks full pace. Go and have a crack at that in the footy game. <laughs> I would have run 200 metres at full pace when I was playing <laughs> in a game. I'm not bulldust. You know, you do bursts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him once? He pushed down to the back line, came up the wing, went across the centre, went back to the forward yeah, pocket, yeah. then led across the goals. Brayshaw's still with him, still with him. And then he did one more lead and Brayshaw got it in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he definitely didn't have the beers at halftime, Sam Walsh. 100% <laughs> didn't grapper, have the beers. Like the grapper, my... um, So you're taking the pies? Yeah. I'd love to see Fremantle win. But yes. It'd be nice. I can't believe they're eight bucks. It's, you know, what, and the line's 40 points, 41 points. Or if it's eight bucks, it'd be somewhere in the 40s, I'd suggest. Yeah. So will they get Don't mind by... Freo. Don't mind Freo at the line there. I don't yeah, mind them. Take the dollar ninety. Yeah. Gamble good responsibly. Game. Gold Coast and St Kilda. This is another really good game. It's a bit of a tough tipping round, actually. Very so Gold tough. Coast and St Kilda is another one where it's a team at home who are slight favourites against a team that's probably going better. Have you got like any stats Melbourne on Brisbane that? One. What's on that? the sacking coaches and wins and stuff? I don't. You haven't looked at oh, I don't. Michaela, unbelievable. I'm the sorry. obvious. I should have done more research. When's can that I article? can I give you a good St Kilda one instead? <laughs> I didn't do Gold Coast. I did St Kilda. I'll give you a good St Kilda oh, okay, one right, instead. All right. right. Their past seven games that they've played, mm-hmm. they've won all three of their interstate games, lost all four of their games in Melbourne, St Kilda. So they've done the complete opposite to so what you'd expect. The they're good on the road and terrible in Melbourne. What's the opposite? So they're back on the road here of a flat track bully. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's the opposite of flat? Pointy track bully? I don't know. Um, so I love travelling. They love travelling, but I'm wary of Maxi King's Max out. Max King out. Jackie Seb Ross out. out. And the Zabby new Ross. coach sugar hit bounce kind of scenario and the fact that they're just starting to flag a little bit. The same. What is that sugar hit bounce? Do you know? What's oh, that? you don't know. That's right. Sorry, you don't know. No, no, I don't no, have okay. the numbers on that. So <laughs> I reckon... My, it's got to be the Gold Coast, isn't it? They're going to bounce. You know what? I hate that players bounce back the week after. I absolutely hate that. Do you think that would make Stuart Jew feel more flat if they oh, this abs way? flat as a tap. Would he be flat just very, very privately, quietly just hoping that they get <laughs> done? Mate, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? You know, the blokes that love, are supposed to love you and, all, mm. and, you know, you love them and then the week after you get the sack, they start playing well. Like oh, and they beat St Kilda at home. I mean, fair dinkum. That that would just f- flatten you. I guess he could spin it both ways. If they're you know, if they reach out to him saying, "Hey, we're going to do this one for you," and mate, to prove that you pointed us in the mate. right direction. How about last week? You know oh what I mean? Gosh, how about you beat Collingwood or Port Adelaide? I keep my job. 
know what <laughs> so I mean? That's like, a big ask. There's not many clubs who've been able to beat Port Adelaide in the past yeah, three and a half months. But they went close. They were up at half time against Port. Yeah, so yeah, they, they, they gave half a yelp. But, yep. I mean, how would he feel? And, the, and Caro's looks like a genius now. Carolyn Wilson, she forecasters yep. news. we've talked about mm-hmm. that. Yep. So Dewey so Dewey goes out. So Dimmer goes there, right? So by all reports. Yes. Does, does Dimmer bring blokes with him? Uh probably. In terms of support staff or in terms of a couple of in terms players? of players. And uh, you know the bloke I'm talking about. Probably the dustman. Mm. Gotta be. Maybe. Must be. Maybe. Gotta be. Certainty. Does he want to go? Absolutely. He's mate, his best mate's leaving. The guy who kind of made him almost. I'm going to ring. I'm going to ring. Playing some pretty good footy with Cuzzy, or is he just trying to? I've got time to ring him now. But going to call him right now. Let's get Cuzzy on the line. Yeah, let's get him on the line because he (laughs) would know. Because he's massive. He's massive. He's going. He's going the VIP trip with the Tigers at Optus. Bobby's little son's going in. Um, So his daughter as well on Sunday. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Robbie Wiley as well. You know all the big Tigers people in there, and they absolutely love him, Benny. The the Tigers people. Fantastic. And young Bobby, he's going to be an absolute star. Father and son. I said to young Bobby, that's just Ben's son, right? Yep. Gun. I think he's going to end up at Wesley. Um, I said to him, mate, father and son, we need your father and son. He goes, I'm going to the Tigers. <laughs> I go, sucked in, mate. You can't. Don't you didn't play you, enough don't games. Think you quite qualifies there. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was flat when he, I said he had, to be, he had to be West Coast. But, mate, this, Dusty's a certainty, isn't he? Uh, he's oh. a certainty. Come on. You're kidding, aren't you? I don't know. He's going to be up there. The meatball, maybe? I might take the meatball. I might take him. He as used well. to be up there. That's no, where no, he's that's come from. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He'd go full circle. We'll go back there Can't again. Can't wait to see what happens. Goodness. That would anyway, be amazing. We're the so, who, so who do you want? I think I'm Gold Coast here. Yeah. I think I'm just erring on the side of the home team, slash, a little bit worried about where the Saints are going. Um, Carlton and Port is another good one. Uh, Port are slight favourites for this. They've won nine straight at Marvel Stadium, which is a streak that you can't ignore. Um, who, alongside who has Carlton? Uh, no, Port Adelaide. Oh, have. Port. Port have won Sheepers. nine straight at, at Marvel across the past few years. So they play very, very well there. Mm. Um, and then Carlton, I mean, Carlton's Carlton. They looked good last week against Frio, but then you throw in the six-day break with travel coming back yeah. from Perth slash the fact that they're Carlton. Are they really back? They have... They have single-handedly – they are the reason I am where I am in the tipping the spread. Tipping. If you're looking at you me and I'm further in down, I kept I backed him way uh, too long yeah. until I shouldn't have. And then even last week, I'm like, nah, Freo will get the job done there and then Carlton. So I just cannot pick Carlton this year. Yeah, fair call too. They just they, – they are disappointing. I, I'm not convinced that they've arrived. You know, tactically – I know you think – you know, we talk tactics, people probably go tune out, but – Tactically, they've got no tactics. It's basically we win the stoppage, kick it to the big guys. <laughs> that's it. He's Barry, you're, a big, you're a big Michael Voss, man. <laughs> Tactically, they've got no, no tactics. But, mate, mate, that's, mate, you've seen it. I mean, to his credit, he did read the play with Sean Darcy and, and work the tactics mm-hmm. with Cripps and Kennedy and Sharon that, that mm-hmm. okay, he's going to win 20 to his advantage, you know, which they did. Let's and make let's it work be for cleaner. Us. Yep. Let's just. You know, um, what's his name on the wing? Blake Akers. Akers, yeah. He knocked over Liam, pushed him around. You know, Henry, they, yep. they flex, really flex their muscles. And we talked about, you know, how the Dockers blokes went in with the wrong mental uh, image and mm-hmm. what they should have done. But, yeah, it, based on that stat at Marvel Stadium, man, I'm definitely going Port Adelaide. Yeah, they're, they're tough to pick against. There's, there's whispers that they might have a few outs. And, again, 
the uh, teams will have likely landed by the time most people listen to this, so you'll certainly know, but there's whispers about Charlie Dixon and a couple of others. So it kind of depends how their team lands, but it's very, very difficult but to that, overlook Port That Ryan. Ruck Circus, Lewis Young and Jack Silvani, they can't win again. They can't do that's that That's a worry, yeah. I'll that, work it that's out. That's definitely a worry. Surely. Geelong and Essendon. So it's quite fitting that we were talking about 1990 a lot earlier in the podcast. 1990 is the last time Essendon beat Geelong at Kidinia Park. So that's a long, 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 yeah, long, long time. There. Haven't they not they've played, played there? there? It's the second time they've played Geelong there in the past 30 years, which is even more remarkable than that. So they haven't played They there. just haven't gone there. So just to clarify that, because like I'm on television, we yes. like to hit them between the eyes yes. with the backs that cut through. Yes. So it's the first time in 30 years they've second played Second time in 30 years. They played once about two or three years ago. Right. And before then, they hadn't played Geelong down there since 1990. I think it was 93. Okay. So- Second time in 30 years. Why is that? That they play the Cats down there because they're a big drawing club and they like to get as many people to the G as possible. And even even that's somehow been a thing this week where it's kind of uh, Brad Scott has had to come out, I think it was this morning or yesterday, mm. to say, hey, no, no, it's okay. We're happy to go and play. Because it's not, home it's not finished. Because people are calling, yeah, that's not finished. And also, you know, they're So the stadium's the not finished and they're saying move it because it's, yes. it could be more people. Because it's a blockbuster fixture. And that does Essendon make sense. Now. <laughs> It does, but it's also Geelong's home game, and that's their home ground. So yeah, they're, but they they're allowed wait. to play at their home ground. Yeah, but if you're a Victorian team, you'd be getting peeved off with how many home games they have. Like, Geelong, it, they have nine, don't they? Well, they is play it nine some or eleven. They used to have eleven. They used to have eleven. Now it's nine. I mean, that's way too many. Is it without having it's to their travel? Home ground. Without having to travel. <laughs> what? No, but no. All the Victorian teams have to share Marvel and MCG. They don't get to play at Victoria Park or any of that anymore. Geelong get the full-blown – they don't have to travel like West Coast or Fremantle either. Mate, it's unfair. Why do you think Geelong's been up there so long? They've done a few other good – they've yeah, done a yeah, few other have, things have, right, have, been, particularly with Father-Sons, which is not really the their nine, undoing, but that's okay. I'm telling you – Shout that's, out to all our Geelong listeners out there. That's Might why they – have my email address after this. <laughs> that's why they pulled, they pulled them back from 11. 11 was ridiculous, 11 home games down there. But that's, you're in the finals. Ground. You're in the finals without uh, even starting no, the season. I'm, I'm 11 at home. Bang, and I'm and I'm very big on if they make finals, they should host all their finals down there. Oh, I'm very big on that. Jeepers, mate. You must hate West Australian teams there. No, what? Not what? Why? Why should we have to travel to Geelong for a final? Come on. Because it's their home ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just, like if to just like if Fremantle yeah, land a final, go they'll play it over hour. here. Well, you, hang on. So we have to fly four hours. <laughs> they don't have to fly jack shit. We have to fly <laughs> four hours and then we have to drive down to Puparama's Sleepy Hollow. Oh, my goodness. Mate. If we did have any Geelong listeners, we don't anymore. We're just all tuned out. No, I love Geelong, and Brian Cook was one of my best friends. You know, all all those guys have done a magnificent job, but they have got a fantastic advantage, a massive advantage. Why do you think the West Coast found it so hard to win premierships, and why do you think the Dockers, next year, 30th year, 30th year, no flags? What's that? Freo? Freo, no flags. Yep. Do you know that? That's why, mate. Because the rules are stacked against us over here. I'm telling you, brother. You got. You can't let the Victorians off the hook. No, I'm not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm not at all. The Victorians have more advantage than anyone. They get the just grand Google final. Just Google how Geelong grand finals Geelong's played in lately. I, I just think that it, I, I have Geelong lumped in the category of almost of non-Victorian clubs, where it's like, no, 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 they get to have that home ground advantage because they're not a Melbourne club. Oh. Anyway. 
We're yeah. uh, arguing over semantics. Great, are you great. taking Are you taking the cats here? Do you find a way for Essendon? They're in pretty good touch. Do you give them a, a puncher's chance down Mate, there at the Cattery? Very, very going to be very close. But um, I think Jeremy's back, isn't he? Jeremy Cameron. Uh, I. Th- Think it's been flagged? Yeah, mm. that would make a so big difference. I'm picking them, but uh, at home with that massive advantage, I'm picking them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's well, that's one of those ones you don't have to think about too much. Even with the grandstand not quite completed, and then the other Saturday night game, game Adelaide and GWS at Adelaide Oval. You'd expect the Crows to cash in here. They've been the real sort of Jekyll and Hyde, whether they've been travelling or not travelling over the past sort of couple of months, and they're back at home. Now, Rory Sloan's 250th as well, which just adds a little bit extra when you consider he's one of their sort of all-time favourite sons. So tough to mount a case for GWS, even though they have shown a bit in the past few weeks. Flat track bullies, are they? Have you got any stats on their away games this, this year? That's been, they've, they've literally gone the past eight or nine, they've literally gone win at home, lose away. It's, really? It's that that is, that's what yeah, it is. It's a past eight or nine, I think. That's incredible. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. See, you need to make that transition, don't you, to win away. You need to win 50% away to be yeah. really challenged for the finals. Yeah. But they are still a very, very young side, so it's it's not unexpected yeah. that they don't. And they no, that's what I'm saying. There it's was a, one of those, process. yeah, and yeah. one of those was that Collingwood game where they probably mm. should have knocked off Collingwood at the G and yeah. fell just short. So it's not like they've been getting blown out. Even against Essendon last week, they kind of came back a little bit at the death and only lost by three or four goals. But but at home, they've been very, very impressive. Stephen Cornelia, magnificent on the weekend. Great season, he? yeah, yeah. All Australian season. Back. His brother Jacob plays at Perth, mm-hmm. and he was best on ground for us. Okay, we were playing the Eagles, and we was a tie. And I don't please don't phone in or email, but still great effort by him and his brother doing very well. Good family. I, I, I don't even know how he dropped off the edge of the earth a couple of years ago. Mm. Coggers, do you know? Do you know what, what happened? Suggest a changing coaches or something. Suggest the changing coaches probably helped him. He's being played in the right position now in the guts as opposed right. to. Quality sort of man. stuck across half forward for stretches and stuff. Yeah, He's I, exactly what Freo need, that guy. Do you know what always sticks in my mind with Stephen Keneally? And it will never not stick in my mind. The 2000, I think it was the 2010 Waffle Grand Final, the classic one between Swan Districts mm-hmm. and Claremont. I was watching mm-hmm. in the stands that day. Great mm-hmm. grand final. Andrew Cracker starred. And Keneally was, I think he was 16 in that game yep, or 17 baby. in that game. And epic grand final. Swans won by a kick, whatever it was. And right on the siren... For whatever reason, I was my eyes were drawn to him. And before he celebrated with all his teammates or whatever, he was going around shaking all the Claremont guys' hands. Be- before he celebrated the flag. Quality, He just bloke. went, whoa, this kid's 16. He's got a pretty good license just to go bonkers here. He, is and was, going he was 16, and, wasn't he? Yeah. That was yeah. the Andrew Cracker grand final. It was. Yep. <laughs> How good was he? Unreal game. Screamer. Yeah. Kicked, what did he kick? Five or something. Uh, four, I think. And Brian yeah. Dawson was the coach. Yeah. Dawson. Like, do you know Dawson? Fantastic. I, not not personally, no. <laughs> He's really understated bloke. And to see him come down, it, like, that was stag- That was an amazing win. But yeah. Cornelio, fantastic bloke. And you know what? That I was trying to work out what Freo need, and I think they need to get another midfielder. They tried to get Will Brody at work for a year. It's not working now. Mm-hmm. They need Jake, um, what's his name? Amira has replaced, we've talked about this, Will Brody, Brody but yep. no one's replaced Monday, mm-hmm. and until Johnson's ready, or Erasmus, but probably Johnson, they, I think they're going to have to get a free agent or someone and whack him in there. And, yeah, I mean, if he wanted to come home, that would be something. Mm, Cornelia. Yep. Got a few big He's on a monster deal too. Yes, that yeah. might be the tough bit. So you're taking Adelaide here? Yes, mate. Okay, and then there's two games on Sunday. The first of them is North and Hawthorne. So it's a real sort of bottom four battle. So a ruse win here, if they can win, 
would effectively hand West Coast the wooden spoon without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Don't they play next week, though? They do, but they'd be two games and in percentage the ahead of West Coast. So West Coast would have to win three on the way home of their last seven, which you'd suggest no is derby, very right? unlikely. But then where's the other win coming from? <laughs> It'd be a big turnaround after yeah, they've won yeah. three in their past 42 yeah. to all of yeah. a sudden win three Fair in their enough. last seven. Fair enough. Um, do you give the Roos a punching chance here against Hawthorne? I think yeah, you have yeah, to, Absolutely, right? absolutely. The funny thing about this for me is that how Alistair's just like, <laughs> this is the game he wants to get out of the way, isn't he? Clark, yeah. He's just sitting out. There's a suggestion North. he'll be back next week. Yeah, you I know think. why? Yeah. Because they're playing to the get Eagles. this game out of the way. <laughs> Mate, that's I what... think that's the one after. Is I it? Think, yeah, I think West Coast have got Carlton. Yeah, I think you're right. On the road. Okay, and then so they I'm come tipping back and play North, he'll be yeah. back for the ca- Eagles. For game. the Eagles one, just to notch the. Mate, notch that's the how w. it works. I'm telling you, that's how they look at these things. He wanted to get past this game. Not saying that he's, you know, he's not struggling or whatever and having, but he, they get past this game because it's Hawthorne. Okay. It doesn't need all the bad publicity. It doesn't need to be, am I walking off shaking hands with, you know, all the people and sure. all that sort of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then you look at, okay, who can we beat next? I want to kick, kick off my return to the, to the competition with a, with a win. Bingo. West Coast. Is it at Optus? Uh, it is at Optus, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mate, they might upset in the apple cart. Big game. You reckon? Uh, yeah. Who are you tipping here anyway? Here here I'm tipping Hawthorne, I think. They've probably just shown a bit more consistency than North. But it wouldn't surprise me to see the Roos get up. Yeah, I'll go Hawthorne too. Mind you, losing Griffin Logue is a big out. That really hurts you when you've got very limited depth. So all the guys that lose, it's like they're cursed. It's been a bad week for the former Dockers, yeah. Apart from Blake Akers. Blake Akers had a really good week. Had a big laugh. He yeah. was laughing, he giggling his head off after beating the Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> He's still giggling. But Lob, not so good. Lob and Logue, yeah. Logie, not good. The big, the and, big former Dockers, the other fella? not having a good way. Even Lloyd Meek got dropped last week, I think. Uh, oh, might be back for this game. What about the fourth one, though? Um, Who's the fourth one that went to North as well? Darcy Tucker? Yeah. Don't know if he't in that lineup he at the moment play, he hasn't been playing don't either. think he is. No, he's out as well. Take a, take a watch on so that one. So you know what? It's, it's, it's cruel both clubs. Yeah. It's crueled it's cruel the players that left and the Dockers. Yeah. Hasn't it? It's gone all right for Blake Akers, but then again, Blake, Carlton's Bla- probably not playing finals footy, so. Yeah. Neither's free, either. Hasn't covered anyone in particular glory. And the final game of the weekend, West Coast and Richmond, you alluded to it earlier that Ben Cousins is going to be there cheering on the Tigers by the sound of it. Certainly his youngster will. Hearn and Chewy return. A little bit of the cavalry back. <laughs> Toby Dancurvis goes out, so there's a bit of a chance for West Coast. Gaffy gets selected. The ruck window, uh, probably. Yeah. Do you think so? They got they got enough numbers to actually drop someone now. They do make a statement, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, and and whether they, for example, rest someone like Ruben Jinby, who's done a lot of heavy mm, lifting through call. 16 games. They haven't really had a chance to do that, so Very they might cool. look to do something like that. Um, what about Liam Ryan out for the season? Yeah. 14 weeks after his injury, he got, they, uh, I think he needs more surgery. In 14 weeks to find out. It's unbelievable. Anyway. It's been that kind of year. You know it's what I'm looking for? Been similar I'm to, looking forward to, to see, see if Gaffey plays, and I'm really hoping that Brady Hoff gets a chance to play on Shea Bolton. So he did the job on Charlie Cameron. Certainly did. Kept him, to, kept him goalless, didn't mm-hmm. he, really? Yep, yep. And I know Charlie's not in great form, but still – and he stayed with him. Just see him stay with him pace-wise. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize yeah. he was that quick. Yeah. The big test would be Shay at home in front of his family and friends. He loves toweling them up. He, he towed the Dockers in that last quarter, mm-hmm. kicked, that, kicked sure this did. absolute sealer, yep. even though they're probably already home. 
I think he, I think we did we talk about this. He had forty tickets and all that sort of stuff. Yes, so he's, yeah. oh, he's have his whole family there. Yeah, and, and you won't want to be standing next to him normally at Optus Stadium. But Brady Hoff, I'd love to see him have a, cra- a crack, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And he, he can do the job. Um, he certainly showed that last week. But um, silly chance the eggs. You, you don't mind them, do you? You're pulling faces. Are you, do you not mind them? Faces I'm not p- pulling faces. <laughs> do you not mind them enough to tip them outright right here, right now? Don't think. Uh, we haven't seen the team, but if Bunger and Shuri return, you've got to give them a go, don't you? So you're tipping West Coast? Barry's no, no, tipping, tipping West Coast. No, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be very close. Okay. A lot closer than the spread. Which take is them at the line. Yeah, 40-something. 40 take points. them at the line. I'll yeah. take Richmond. Okay. Um, we'll go straight into the... Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Of course, thanks to Thirsty Camel Bottle Shops and send them into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. We've got a carton of swan draft to go to the best one that we judged from either today or from the few that we got to earlier in the week. Barra, do you want to kick us off with one in your hot little hand there? Yes, mate. Now, we're supposed to pre-read these things. Uh, that's what we do on television. We pre-read Gave them a stuff. cursory glance before. <laughs> I think producer Michaela is kind of giving it the kind of shrug. I'm like, yeah, I think they're good to go. <laughs> I think they're good to go. We'll see how we go. We can always edit them out if they turn really, really bad. Every shrug there. <laughs> oh, good on you. You've given me the nick. I love Nick Nat. Why are you giving me the Nick Nat I, I don't know. He, he's done that on purpose. It's, not, gonna, for, it's not from me. Following, this is from, there's no name on it, mate. It's from, uh, sent from my iPad. Well, they're probably not going to win the Swan Draft then if they don't have their name on it. That's not Gibbsy. a good start. Gibbsy. Okay. Okay. Bryce Gibbs. Following Nick Nat's last contract extension, your thoughts, please. 2008 draft, because Melbourne surprisingly selected Jack Watts, West Coast picked Nick Nat at two. If Melbourne had selected Nick Nat as expected, West Coast might have taken Daniel Rich, who eventually went at seven. Mm -hmm. Nick Nat's played 213 games, missed 62, 68 by the end of the year. Three seasons lost. Three seasons, approximately. 33 Brownlow votes. Daniel Rich played 275 games, 62 more games, 36 Brownlow votes. Nick Nat has had a massive impact when he's on when he is playing, can be a match winner. Daniel Rich, steady, reliable, great kick. Who has had the best AFL career between Nick Nat and Daniel Rich, Robbo? Nick. I, I don't I don't think you have to think too long and hard about that. Rich has been terrific, very as it says there, very consistent player, very reliable. Um, has been brilliant for Brisbane and obviously has had greater mm. longevity and availability. But Nick, three-time All-Australian, genuine match winner when he is out there and has quite literally helped them win games off his own work. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's Nick by a significant margin, I would have thought. Here, here, Gibbsy. You happy and, with that? Uh, second part question. With hindsight, Robbo, who would you select if you, Nick, if you knew Nick Nat would miss so much footy? Still Nick. Still Nick? Still Nick. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. He's such a unique player. He's, we haven't seen a player like that. Unbelievable marketer of the club as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely Nick. What about, it's, you know Daniel, Daniel Rich? What about Daniel Rich coming back to Fremantle? Mm. No, has he passed it or? Probably needs to, if he's going to get one more somewhere else, it probably needs to be at a club that's gonna challenge. ready to pop yeah, next right. year immediately. Yeah. He's saying Fremantle. the Dockers won't. It's hard to see it off the body of evidence we've seen over the past five mm. or six weeks. Anyway, um, I'll roll into one from Michelle from Leeming Highquarters in Barrett. Do you think the West Coast jumper, worn both weekends of NADOC week, 
with the prominent insignia of an eagle looking like it is landing, claws extended is one of the reasons the club is still clinging to the bottom of the ladder. Couldn't a more motivating image of an eagle soaring be used for the benefit of players and the hapless fans? That's from Michelle. I, yeah, um... Yeah, thanks for your thanks for your email, Michelle. You're on your own there, mate. Uh, yeah, absolutely the on your own. I thought that jumper was terrific. I think it has nothing to do with the way they're playing. I thought that's one of the one of the better Indigenous jumpers that they put out there. Would you agree, Barry? Mm, absolutely, love it. The Eagle, yeah, love yep. it. That's my thought. Wallage, Wallage. That's yep. the name for Eagle. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, you want me to do this one? Yes, please. I was just, I'm just, I was just having a look ahead of this because I'm looking at the free agent. Have you been through the free agents list and tried to find someone not that might be good for Fremantle? No, because I think I think they're going to have to get a gun mid. I mean, Travis Spokes too old. Tom Jonas is on the outer. Could you go for him? But he's more of a defender, isn't he? Oh, no. Cochin's finished. Um, Matt Crouch. Matt what about Crouch. Matt Crouch? Mate. He hasn't played good footy Mate, in about ring belly. two and a half years. Oh, really? I mean, he'd rack up 36 touches, but it's just a question of the quality. Matt Crouch. Rory Sloan? No. Daniel Rich, we talked about him. Zorko is up for grabs. Ed Kerno, probably passed it. Oh, Pendlebury. He ain't leaving. <laughs> Darcy Parrish? Could you get, hold- <laughs> <You> get Pendlebury. <laughs> Could you get hold of Darcy Parrish? Freo, if you can get Pendlebury or Darcy Parrish or even both. I'd strongly no suggest chance? you do that. No chance, Darcy Parrish. If Paris? you can do it, then do it. Mason Redmond? Mason Redmond would be a great get. Imagine great they could season. get in. Sam Menegola. Yeah. They've been there before. Connor Blakely. They had Sam Menegola. Hey, hey, what about that one? Connor Blakely. Connor Blakely. Connor's probably speaking going. Speaking you guys have been there before. <laughs> it's going. I should never left. I'd have been <laughs> playing this week. Who else have we got? They're all because this this email this is I'm ahead of the email here I'm ahead of the curve so don't don't panic I'm oh just, okay because this lady says oh it's Maddie Maddie from Jero <laughs> so you so you taking the unprecedented step of answering the email <laughs> before you've read out what the email says gotta give the people what they want mate this is a real like Hollywood movie kind of like who's that guy I think we'll get like a flashback and see who it ends up being this is a very cryptic way to answer this question to read this question out what about Camden McIntosh but what's the question <laughs> okay hey hey fellas. <laughs> Really enjoy the pod. He enjoys it, mate. So stick it. I'm enjoying it as well. I'm what do Frio well. need to do to be a serious contender in 2024? You knew that was coming, mate. I've got some free agents for you. <laughs> well, let just me just scroll check. back in the podcast about two minutes when I was talking about it. It seems like the small step backwards that was expected in 23 is going to be a large one. We need to go forward in 2024. Uh, it's my first time seeing them live this season being a regional base member, and our work rate without footy was Puparama, as Barra would say. Yes, definite. Complete That's a good Puparama. listener of the podcast. Um, I'd like to see a lot of explaining away by – I still see a lot of explaining away by supporters and media, young team. Well, they were the second young, youngest yes. team on the weekend. Definitely they? gets overlooked. Yep. They, I, I'm telling you, they definitely didn't think they'd go back this far to 14th at the moment. Yeah, yep. Agreed. They probably thought they'd be, what, 6 to 10? Yep. And that, so this and, – and Monday – I think they've underestimated how good Mundy was as well. They should have probably kept him on. Josh Carr's a big thing he mentions too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifey not playing. Just let me have a look at these free agents. I'll just see if there's anyone else that you could grab. Oh, mate. Mate. What? Elliot Yo. Mm. You know, Summer wrote that. Summer did write that something. last week, yeah. He, has been, he is injury prone. He but, is. But you know what? But when know, he's out there, his best is still very, very, very good. And it's what they need in the midfield, a, a bull. To, to help Johnson come through and Erasmus 
teach them the ropes. This is what we do. Fifey, Fife, particularly if Fifey can't come back and play in there. See, this is the problem, Robert. You know, we're talking about that Geelong thing. I'll, you know, we're having that big debate about, a mass debate about how Geelong gets a, a, a huge, huge advantage, all right, by having all those home games. They had 11 home games. Now they have nine games. The other side of that is there's no collusion there is no collusion mm-hmm. in Western Australia. The West, the two AFL teams should work together. That's what they should do. Like the Eagles are going absolute puparama, right? So they should say, how about we give you Elliot Yo? maybe, or oh, probably not sure. I mean, but you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Give them somebody that they really need and then Fremantle will give West Coast what they really need, which is like a, a low pick. And everybody's happy, but because they're all trying to slash each other's throats, mm. it will never happen. Yes. But if we really want to beat the Vicks, that's how we do it. And if we really want to help Frio climb the ladder and win that premiership that they so deserve, that's the way to do it. How do you think fans would feel about that, though? The colluding? Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be sweet. I think most West Australians, I don't know, but I would say most West Australians support Eagles or Dockers and then whoever's playing the Eagles and Dockers. No. <laughs> I'd I'd be really interested to see and, and no, they, their second team would be the other West Australian team. Do you think people. so? I'm not sure I would be. I'd love to know that. I'd sir. love to know. Can and you, and can hit you us up that, quarters Statman? quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Hit us up over the next few days. Quarters will be back next week. We'll love discussing this. If you're a diehard Eagles or Freo fan, are you more inclined to have the other WA club as your second team or are you more inclined to have the other WA club as your 18th team as in yeah. somebody please beat them? So whoever's playing them is your yeah. second team. love yeah. to know your feedback on that. Um, I'll read one last one here from right. Sam Reed, who's from Treaty. Sam Reed. Um, hey, guys, and Michaela, producer Michaela, I have a bit of a moral dilemma. No one wants their team to lose, but as an Eagles fan, I believe getting the first round pick for this year's – or getting the number one pick for this year's draft will greatly benefit the team for the next decade, of course – Therefore, I'm asking if I'm a bad fan for wanting them to finish last purely just to shape the Eagles' future. Sam, I don't think you're a bad fan at all. I think my philosophy is kind of if you're going to be bad, you might as well be really bad, and it's particularly with the way that the AFL draft is set up. I'm not suggesting that you deliberately tank, but if you look at it as the alternative, West Coast has had the season from hell and a horror historic season. Imagine going through all that and then still not finishing up with the number one pick at the end of it. Mm. If you're going to be this bad, you might as well walk out of it with the number one pick. Yeah, and 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 maybe even put your hand up for um, uh, a concession, a concession thing as well. Now, it, it, Eagles are obviously trying to – not trying to finish on the bottom, but they would prefer to play <laughs> – they prefer to finish on the bottom. The tanking – would never happen in the box, but around like putting blokes to surgery. So Liam Ryan's gone for more surgery. Yep. Neck necks disappeared. Um, there'll be five or six guys that won't play again this year. And that's all part of it. And you don't need to risk them either. You don't mm-hmm. need to risk Nick Nat. You don't need to risk Liam Ryan. So there's also that as well. But Harley Reid is so good. Though they, they, that kid Walter, Jed Walter. Jed Walter, yeah. They reckon he's not far behind mm-hmm. him. Uh, the Allies star. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent there. They just want to get one West Australian, which will be Daniel Curtin, of course. Yeah. But do you, have you ever – this is not for now, but next podcast, if you're there or not, or if it's quarters or whatever. the great man with the yeah. small hands will be back. We might pull out what the cheating, what cheating happened 
allegedly at Melbourne when they were tanking and some of the stuff they did, the moves they moved, okay. and who they put where okay. and who got dragged off the ground. And they never got found guilty, but they all got fined as well. That yes. was a funny bit. Of- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it sort of ended a few yes. blokes' careers. That might need its own podcast, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so we've got a big decision to make on who gets the swan draft for the week. <laughs> it's brilliant what goes on. In the breaks here, look, uh, Nick Nat, I reckon it should be Gibbsy. I reckon it should be Gibbsy because he had a great, I think, I presume it's he's a male, uh, a great comparison between uh, Nick Natanui and Daniel Rich and some reliable information. I thought it was good research. So, Congrats, Gibbsy. That's uh, that carton of Swanee D is yours. If you want to hit us up with your full name and address um, at quartersandbarrett.wanews.com.au, we will get that to you, courtesy of our friends at Thirsty Camel. Barrett, we'll let you get out of here. Yeah. The great man will be back in next week for big, any- Big week by you, mate. Thanks, How mate. How many podcasts have you done? Uh, three. Mate. Three of the past three days. It's Which been a lot. Which was the best? Was this your best? I'm sick of hearing my own voice, so apologies to the listeners mate, having put good. up with me. You've got but a the great feature. GQ will be back next week, mm. and uh, we can't wait to have him back. And, and uh, obviously, again- our thoughts are with him if he's listening. And thank you also to our friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch to save our season. Better your bet with Tab Touch. And remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Enjoy your weekend of AFL footy. We'll chat to you next week. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra. Listener.